You're listening to the Women Work and Wine podcast, a place where we can talk about real life issues for working women striving to become wealthy, balanced and authentic versions of themselves. Featuring special guests and hosted by money mindset, life and business coach, Gemma Clare. Sit back, grab your glass of wine and enjoy the real talk. Hello and welcome to the Women, Work and Wine podcast. I am your host, Gemma Clare, and I am here to share some amazing conversations with you from interviews with inspirational people who you can relate to, to bites of useful information about being a healthy, wealthy, balanced and authentic individual. The guests who I interview are people we can learn from when it comes to resilience, motivation, determination and creativity, including those who are navigating the snakes and ladders in the corporate world, as well as my fellow entrepreneurs, business owners and freelancers, and some absolute heroes that are struggling their careers and their passion projects. On top of interviewing some all-round awesome humans, I will be delivering some solo episodes dealing with issues that we face in our day-to-day personal and professional lives, with, of course, the strategies to overcome them. My first guest has pivoted her business in 2020 by not only moving entirely online, but creating her own platform for online events. This is episode one, Event Management Reinvented, with Faye Alexander of Alexander Events, Kez International and Kez Online. In the UK, over 1 million jobs have been sacrificed in the £84 million industry of events, conferencing, weddings, exhibitions and festivals. Rishi Sunak, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, has declared the industry not viable as part of the winter economic plans. Despite there being more government support in the UK compared to many countries, this sector has well and truly had the proverbial door slammed in its face. My guest today unfortunately falls into a crack when it comes into the UK benefit system. As the sole director of a limited company, she doesn't qualify for furlough support when it comes to income replacement. Her event management business supports her and her husband Jonathan, as well as their baby Ezra. Although this sounds a bit gloomy right now, this is in fact a story with a happy ending and I can't wait for you to hear about the full details of this amazing leap. Fair Elizabeth Alexander Flamoy has worked in event management for 10 years. She started her own business, Alexander Events, 10 years ago and took her first major client, Cares International, almost immediately. CARES provide a professional community networking and publication opportunity for academics working in knowledge-intensive subjects. Each year they host a huge three-day international conference where hundreds of delegates and dozens of keynote speakers get together in a fabulous location somewhere in the world. For the last 10 years, FAIR has organised and personally coordinated managed the events on site. In 2018, Faye took over Kez when the owner actually retired. 
2018 went on to prove to be one of the highlights of her career, working on prestigious and humbling events such as Walking with the Wounded and the World War I centenary concert attended by ex-Her Royal Highnesses Harry and Meghan. After having her little boy Ezra in early 2019, her husband Jonathan decided to leave his comfortable job of 19 years with the UK PLC to focus on the business with Fear as they were set for a fantastic year ahead once Fear had finished her maternity leave. Fast forward to March 2020 and in the space of a few weeks, Fear went from sitting in a pitch in London in her heels and lipstick, looking like they had won bids for event bookings in England, Wales, China and America, scheduling them all the way through to 2021 to almost losing the business entirely. After being fairly immobilised in the near enough three-month lockdown, once the world began to slowly recover, Faye's largest source of income, the up-and-coming 24th annual Kez International Conference, was looming. So once it became glaringly obvious that in-person events were not happening this year, Faye and Jonathan had no choice but to pivot into the online space. The challenge was that recreating a 450-delegate conference with 12 rooms filled with three days of keynote speakers, breakout networking rooms and roundtable events just couldn't be done on the standard online platforms that had burst into the marketplace throughout COVID. So they had to create, design, test and launch their own exclusive platform. Okay, first, so welcome to the Women Work and Wine podcast. Why don't you start by telling our listeners how you and I first met? Okay, so yeah, I mean, I was at a point in my life where I wanted to get out a bit more, meet, meet new people. And uh, one of the things I did was attend a weekly Zumba class. Um, Zumba was great fun and a great way to burn off calories. And I remember uh, seeing you there week on week and we often danced next to each other. You danced. I'm not quite sure what I did. <laughs> and uh, one week you, um, I believe, pinched my bottom. <laughs> really? <laughs> I apologise for shaking it in your face um, and how traumatic that must have been for you. And yeah, you pinched my bottom. And as from there, that moment on, I think we just clicked and we had a giggle <laughs> and you made Zumba even more fun. Uh, than it already was you invited me out for your birthday I believe um and yeah we've never looked back and obviously that was you'll probably correct me but I think about nine or ten years ago now um and, yeah at least yeah yeah about ten years ago and I yeah because I was working at the university and I think that um you know we've just obviously uh become really close you were my bridesmaid um I've been out to Dubai to visit you we've had a great holiday um explored some of the other emirates together and never looked back so yeah it's a love story it's basically a love story (laughs) (laughs) no it's an awesome story and um you know you're one of my most career focused friends and we we probably don't check in with each other as much as we actually should especially throughout 2020 when um, you know, it's been a it's been a big journey for both of us. Um, but yeah, I want to I definitely want to come on to 2020 and the amazing things that you've done with your business this year. 
But first of all, I just want you to take us back to um, how you got into this industry in the first place of the events industry. Where did that all start? So, yeah, that started. Um, so I started my career uh, after graduating with a film, television and theatre degree um, in film and television. Um, I worked in that industry for a number of years, um, worked for all the big guys, BBC, ITV, Pathé, Feature Film. Um, but I wanted a backup plan. I never wanted to live in central London, which is where that industry was very heavily focused. So I wanted a backup plan. I went and did my teaching for adult education for the lifelong learning sector. Whilst I did my teaching, um, I worked for a theatre academy, but I also worked for my old, my former university doing some event management. That was 10 years ago. And um, I really enjoyed it. I probably, you know, did a lot more than uh, I bargained for at the time. I did um, Channel 4 Inspiration Day. I did lots of stuff for the Faculty of Arts, big international summer school. And um, yeah, really, really enjoyed the work that I did and um, lots of in-house events as well. When that came, that contract came to an end, it was a choice really. Do I follow the backup plan now that wasn't really for now? And that was my teaching. Do I go back to film and television? But that, you know, it was a very challenging industry to work in even more long hours uh, for longer periods of time than even events is. Um, and or do I carry on with events, which I really was enjoying and the transferable skills between the film and television production and events was was so similar. And um, I, yeah, I decided to carry on with events An opportunity arose uh, to have a first client. And um, he offered me the opportunity to have an office in York and, and work remotely from him uh, on a self-employed basis which was incredibly scary. I remember saying to you, Gemma, um, probably like I say, 10 years ago, what, what do I do? Well, I don't even know how to do an invoice. Like, how can I possibly go self-employed? <laughs> and, um, you know, you were there saying, oh, I'll be there for you, I'll help you. I'll, oh, I don't, I don't even know what a tax return is, Gemma, and I'll help you with that, you said. Um, it was completely step in the dark for me, absolutely. But you were there with your business and um, success and I really looked up to you and um, yeah your support sort of pushed me over that hurdle and Alexandra Events they've been doing my events company now for eight years. That's amazing I love that story I love to be reminded that I was there shoving you into self-employment and you know encouraging you to go ahead but it's because I saw you know a fantastic person you were I saw your passion for events I saw how much you wanted to be in that industry and I think you know, quite often you do just need a little push in the right direction um, and you're 100% ready. It was just that little bit of extra confidence and, and the support, I think, you know, the support network from friends and a belief in yourself. So I'm so pleased you made that move. Now, again, before we go into 2020, I just want to understand, or I want our listeners to understand a little bit more about um, how you then sort of moved through your career so you've got that first client and I remember you being in a little office and it was really exciting um but then tell us a bit about where that took you in terms of travel the glamour of the industry you know really paint a picture for people who have always wondered what it's like to be in the events industry 
Yeah, so I started off with Kev International, who were my main client at the time, my first kickoff client for my company. And um, Kez took me immediately within, within the space of six weeks to the center of Japan and Bournemouth <laughs> for two separate events. Um, and then later in that year, Kez took me to San Sebastian and Stockholm in Sweden. So it was immediately thrown into this, this world of travel, exploring new places, new cultures, um, you know, every event had with it a, a drinks reception and a gala dinner. So I was responsible for looking after all of that and obviously taking out, you know, up to three, four hundred delegates for dinner. Um, it was all very much moving from the university world of having everything kind of to hand in terms of porters and caterers and printers into what I felt like was the real world. And I had had to do everything um, on my own. And it was just really, really exciting. You know, I've traveled monthly in, in some years uh, with my career to different parts of the world, whether it be to trade shows, whether it be looking at um, destinations, exploring destinations, looking at venues for future events, going on site inspections for meetings, or for conferences. Um, it's just been this whirlwind of eight years of just traveling, seeing the sites, staying in the world's class, you know, top world-class hotels, um, being spoiled completely by suppliers who would love you to go to their destinations. And when you do, they spoil you rotten while you're out there. Um, and so, yeah, it's been incredible. And along the way, I've found other clients um, mainly through recommendation, word of mouth, right place, right time, um, LinkedIn. My career is formed that way um, rather than me actively going out looking for clients. I've been incredibly lucky. Um, but yeah, my, my events have ranged from the academic conferences that I've done with Kez right through to an annual rugby dinner that I organise, I do a venue find for, um, I've done a 40th birthday party, I've booked the all the accommodation for walking with the wounded expedition across America called the Walk of America, of which Prince Harry was patron. And that was an incredibly humbling uh, event experience to book um, veterans in, veterans with mental health problems um, and physical problems across America into you know a hostel one night and a five-star Hilton the next night um, it was a really really great experience actually to be part of that I also did a concert a couple of years ago in Westminster uh, to commemorate the end of the centenary of the first world war and I did that with um, well I worked with everyone from the Metropolitan Police right through to Harry and Meghan were in attendance every Lord Lady Minister um, so you you name it, they came. There was uh, up to two thousand people in in Central Hall, Westminster. So that was my biggest event to date, um, right through to sourcing you know bespoke cakes for events. I've just really um, expanded and done conferences in lots of different company uh, countries. Sorry, for companies, I've done away days. I've done some incentives, some team building activities. Um, so yeah, re a real variation. And uh and you mentioned right at the start Japan. I think I remember that first trip of yours actually, because I think you're particularly worried about the food yes. um, at that time. 
that you've come oh, a hell of a long way from being you know concerned about fish heads floating around in soup to actually meeting Harry and Megan and you know really being at the pinnacle of your career a couple of years ago um with that event and I do I remember that and I remember being so proud of you and seeing the pictures and and whatnot so now just um kind of tell us again before 2020 what's happened in the last couple of years because your business actually was taking a new direction in the last couple of years as well as the the head of Kez International that you were working for decided you wanted to move into retirement so just bring us through that part of the journey and then you know where Jonathan came into the business as well yeah so um Kez had been my client since the beginning and um, yeah, like you say, uh, the CEO wanted to retire. So we worked out a way that I would be able to take over Kez International and I became director of that in 2018. So the year before we officially started trading, uh, which was the, the start of January, 2019, um, in the same month actually that I gave birth to my little boy. So um, yeah, it was a crazy time to take over a new business, become a director of my second business. Um, and I took on my husband who had worked with me and been there and an amazing support over the years and actually attended different CARES conferences with me just, just to be with me. And um, yeah, we, we started them working together last year and um, you know we wanted to do this together so he left his job of 19 years um you know and and came on board with us and yeah we haven't looked back we've loved we've loved working together and um it's been Fabulous. great so we you took over Kez International and there was kind of a rebirth of Alexander events and you've just had a little boy and you've also decided to go into partnership with your husband who had decided to leave his very long-term job in a really good position and it's all looking rosy um and then 2020 happens and let's just you know put some perspective on this you are an, an events company that was not an online events company in any way, shape or form. Um, international or local, everything that you have done is, has always been in a venue with live delegates, live speakers, um, all the way through. Am I right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So 2020, what events did you have lined up at the start of 2020? Um, so... Yeah, I had um, taken a slightly quieter year last year uh, through having my baby boy, um, but they really picked up um, really um, amazingly at the beginning of this year. I was recommended uh, to a healthcare client based in York, they are, um, but they wanted to do a live conference in Cardiff in June. They were also looking at doing live events in China and America towards the end of the year. I was recommended to another company who does an annual big film and television based uh, international award ceremony and uh, I, I pitched for that as well and got involved with the venue finding and um, was hopefully going to be involved in the full event management for that awards dinner. So um, yeah it was really busy and really nicely busy at the right time for me to really get stuck back in now that Ezra was a year old and how we had childcare in place. Um, and then yes, 2020 happened, as you say. <laughs> I 
And in what month did you realize that you were really going to have to pivot this business, almost like the reality hit in that, you know, the events industry had been impacted so hard and there was so little chance that we were going to be meeting together in rooms again. What month did that actually happen? Um, I would say it was definitely March when the UK went into lockdown. Um, probably end of March, beginning of April. Um, I was actually in a pit in London on the 1st of March, uh, down there with Jonathan and, and baby boy. And yeah, really excited about this award ceremony and how I would get involved and design it. And they wanted to take it to the next level and find a new venue in London and step it up a gear. And I was so excited. And so to be sat there one minute in my suit and heels and nippy and back out there and really excited about these live events to, yeah, within the space of a month, sat in my car in this drive through farm shop with people loading food into the boot, fully dressed in hazmat suits, telling me not under any circumstance to open my car window, but to pay through the glass with my contactless card um you know it was just so surreal it was like it was like being in a movie you can't yeah. describe the can't describe that transition yeah and okay so now let's start talking about the success because i know this year has been really difficult for the events industry um but with cares particularly you decided to create Kez online. So just tell me now about this fantastic pivot that you have done in this business, which, you know, let me tell the listeners, this is one of the most amazing pivots that I've come across this year um, from somebody who had everything lined up in the live event world to losing every single scrap of business to then creating something, not just going and sticking with um, a Zoom or a go-to meeting, but actually creating an entire product to be able to support your business and stay in business. And then the stuff that you've done after it is just amazing, which I'm gonna let you tell people. Um, so just bring us to that point when either you or you and Jonathan, or at some point you said, we're gonna to have to make this online. Tell us about that light bulb moment. So we were, we were, in, we were now in lockdown. We'd gone from having uh, a baby in, in childcare and support from grandparents to having no childcare, no support, no help from family with anything, um, being locked down, um, dealing with anxiety from what was going on in the world, um, trying to continue working, cancelling events for Alexandra events, you know, postponing things, back, backing out of things, um, dealing with the daily briefings from the UK government, watching the death rates rise. Um, it was a really traumatic time. We were sat there and I just said to Jonathan, I can't see us going to Croatia in June. I can't see us going to Verona even in, in September. That feels a really long way off, but it just, you know, we were only supposed to be in lockdown for three weeks. We were in lockdown for three months. Um, and uh, yeah, we sort of sat there and thought, well, how do we get these events to, 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 you know, to keep on in existence? They've been going for 24 years, Kez International. There was no doubt that these academics still needed to publish their, their research, their papers. We would still want to give them the opportunity to network. So we scoured the market for platforms, for video conferencing software, for options that would 
fit our event. We didn't want to have to fit our event to the virtual world. We wanted something to take our event and make it happen like it would have happened live with all the same opportunities, but with complete ease um, of, of use for our delegates who are completely international. They are more global than I can tell you. They're from everywhere. So it needed to be really user-friendly and professional. So I just, in the end, you know, we we talked to designers, we talked to developers, we'd we trawled through, we'd had demos, we talked to companies about what they could offer, and there was hurdles all the way. And I just said to Jonathan, we're event managers, we know what we want, that's the problem, we know what we're looking for. We need to speak to a designer and, and a developer and tell them what we want, take a risk. Uh, I can't remember which famous entrepreneur uh, said it, but the, the, the quote, fortune favours the brave. Um, I said, we need to take what we have and invest it in a platform that will work for us because we know what can happen with live events and it can happen surely, you know, with virtual. So we did, we had this light bulb moment, like you, you, know, you just described it. And we, we gave everything we could. We had some wireframes checked over by my colleagues who worked in technology in the BBC tell us what they think they'd already been looking at platforms for weeks by this point and I said we've got until June to not only create this design it build it test it and roll it out um and we did <laughs> absolutely awesome I mean I'm so so proud of you guys um and then you and I were just discussing the other day but just for everyone else's benefit kind of give us a feel of what happens now in those events because your platform really is unique as far as I'm concerned you know I've I've seen other platforms work I've been involved in a lot of online conferencing since this has happened um, but I feel like your online platform is genuinely something that is really different and I think quite niche and can be used in so many other spaces other than just the medical conferencing that you've been doing so far so just take us through the process and some of the um the USPs that this is offering? Yeah, so um, it's an events platform. Uh, we've used it for conferences. We've used it for academic conferences and healthcare conferences so far. Um, we've used it for events where, because one of the things I said to Jonathan is so many of our events are different, certainly within Alexandra events in comparison to Cares International. So we wanted something that would you know, hit the market where we could use it for Kez International. So we would have a keynote theatre lounge with a networking lounge and say 12 to 14 breakout spaces. And we also wanted to, the opportunity to offer it to one of my clients under Alexandra Events who has a healthcare conference with just one plenary room, all the keynotes and presentations in that plenary room, but they have an exhibition, uh, you know, virtual exhibition hall with virtual exhibition stands they'll have a key they'll have a um, networking lounge as well they'll have somewhere where they wanted more professional networking to take place so the exchanging of LinkedIn profiles they wanted somewhere where delegates could chat live face-to-face -face or um, via type chat uh, they wanted a round table room where they could go in and do a panel and have all the information about the panelists in there um, so yeah, we've created this, this platform that can be adapted to anybody's required event and you're not having to change your event or take 
delegates in and out of different platforms, send delegates lots of different links. You know, um, it's they can log in and have this whole event experience underneath Kes Online, um, whether it be an exhibition, a trade show, a, a conference with breakout spaces, with one room, um, keynote theatres, networking lounges, VIP lounges. Um, and we wanted it to be scalable. We wanted it to be brandable so you can brand it your, your own way. Clients can create their own look and feel with their branding within the platform. And we wanted it to be able to work for hybrid events. So next year we're looking at maybe, you know, if possible going on site with a small amount of people, the rest will join virtually. We needed it to work for that. Um, we wanted it to be an event platform that was unique. Um, that we could integrate different forms of video conferencing software into it because people have a preference now. They either prefer Zoom or to go to or whatever. So, um, yeah, we, we wanted to make a really unique thing. First and foremost, it needed to work for Kes International. But off the back of that, we've had inquiries. We've had um, different inquiries. have put it out to my Alexandra Events clients. We've picked up business from them. And we've got a range of live inquiries from a major publisher through to a chamber of commerce in Belgium, through to different universities in Wisconsin, Philadelphia, all over the world, um, where the, these people have actually attended one of our events and has come back and said, wow, you know, we love this, this technology and we really want a quote. So, yeah, I mean, I think one of the best things about it is that it's literally replicating the feel of a live event where you have different conference room and different areas and different things going on but all online so um you know the, the when you showed me the demo um i was so amazed that you know you could you could see exactly what you would as if you were really there in a in a hotel and there was different rooms that you were going to go into to see different lectures someone at the same time and then the beauty is everything is also recorded so you know the one thing that this gives you that a, a live event doesn't is anything that you miss you can go and catch up on afterwards um, yeah. which is, you know something that we don't usually get so that's fantastic and I think yeah. you told me you could have about 450 delegates at this moment in time um well we we can have an unlimited number um I think some of the the breakout rooms you know we can scale as many of them up as you know as we need to I think we can have up to 80 rooms um but yeah we've we've had our largest event you're right was it was around 450 so far it is also worth mentioning here that fear can give anybody a demo who is interested in understanding a little bit more about how this platform actually works and what some of the events that she's done so far do actually look like so we're going to give you the details at the end of how to get in touch so fear i just have three questions that i would like to ask you and i think our listeners would also be very interested in knowing the answer to these questions so first of all um knowing how the events industry has gone not only over this year but in the last 10 years that you've been working there what advice would you give to somebody now who was wanting to join this industry? Um, I think that um, from my perspective and with 10 years experience behind me within this um, amazing industry is that it's changed, it's on hold at the moment and the future will look very different. 
So I um, would say that, you, you know, like I did with my film and television career, it, it does hold a lot of transferable skills, as cliche as that may sound. And at the moment, my colleagues um, are, you know, they're branching out, they're, they've looked at different avenues. Some have gone into project management with the NHS, for example, um, various different routes and that and the the skill set that the events industry gives you enables you to be able to do that um it's not my job it's not my um you know it's not just a role for me it's my big vocation it's my passion it's my life um i've done this for 10 years i've loved every second of it i love going to work i love what i do I love the sheer adrenaline that that live event gives you and the stress that goes with it. I've certainly gained more grey gray hairs. Um, but yeah, I would just say, you know, for now, we're not, we're not being recognised um, by the government and we're not also being funded. So as with the rest of the world, the economic um, crisis that has happened around the pandemic will certainly take hold of the future of the events industry because client budgets will be different priorities within companies will be different however there is no end or um there is no sort of way of describing how important meetings are and live meeting and conferences are so they will come back it will just look different so I'd just say you know if you're thinking about it it's an incredible industry um, and don't don't give up like I haven't given up I've just had to take a different different route at this particular time um, but I look forward to the day that I can do a live event again as different as that may look to the live events that I did in 2019 for example um, but you know in the meantime just embrace something else and uh, take a take a step back you know look at those skills that you would have had or or you think that the events management role would need and try and build them up in a different industry if you're ready to go when the event sector does get back on its feet, which it will, because we will keep fighting for that to happen. Okay, and my second question is, what has been your most favourite event in the last 10 years? Um, I really, I did really love my concert with Harry and Meghan. Um, they, they came on really last minute and that stepped the whole thing up 10 paces because you know, the security that went with them, the planning, the counter-terrorism police, the Metropolitan Police, the work that we did for security, for their involvement. It was a massive eye-opener for me. I'd definitely say that was the most educational event, you know, organising a live music part. We had an orchestra uh, and a choir made up of 200 people on stage. We had a, a very famous composer, a famous compare, famous soloists. Um, so the whole concert was a complete, um, you know, learning curve for me and a really amazing experience, one that I was very honoured to be part of, working for Lord Dunnett um, going to the House of Lords for various meetings, um, having meetings within government organisations, offices, and then, like I say, working with the, the, the clientele that attended um, this event was was incredible. Um, I've also had some really humbling moments, like I mentioned, with with working with the veterans on the expedition, um, but also just traveling and seeing, 
my academic conferences, seeing the, the passion behind these academics with their research and how important it is for them to network and to meet on site and share and disseminate their research and their results to each other and learn from that. And that's a, that's a whole world within itself. So um, yeah, I'm really lucky to have had amazing testimonials and to build up a really varied client base um, over the course of the years and really privileged to run events such as the one I did with the Royals and to you know search for amazing cakes for um, you know very VVIP leaving parties and right through to doing an event at the British Ambassador's Residency in Brussels um, a couple of weeks after the bombings there I, you know I could write a book about my event. I think a book would be a fabulous idea. <laughs> now my last question who have been the three most influential people on your career path? number one definitely yourself Um, but just because I was so nervous not at all business savvy um, single at the time unsure of everything when it came to actually taking that step and taking that step of having had someone pay your salary and sort out your tax for you at source and everything like that for my whole working career to then go it alone as as a single person with your own you know um rent and all of that kind of worry um you know you were right there right there behind me you are the single reason why I took that step so I'll always be um grateful to you I'm honored thank you (laughs) um and also I would say um my my coordinator who I worked with in in film and television I worked with this particular lady um, Lynn on various different projects and she taught me to be as organized and efficient and um, calm and very particular about the way things were done all the way through those different projects and at the time I you know took a deep breath and rolled my eyes but now I see why everything is so important when you're in this industry to be as organized and particular as as she was, um, you know, right from having the labels straight on the folders. Um, And yeah, she was an incredible role model for me. Um, And then lastly, you know, I just think, um, well, my husband, I suppose, of working together now, we've proved that we're an absolute team. You know, it was gonna go one way or the other and to not only work together, which people said wouldn't work, you know, I've had all of that through my career. You won't work. You don't know anything about business. You can't make this work. You're a woman. You'll go off and have a baby. You'll fail. You name it. I've had it said. Um, so they said, you, you, you know, it won't work. You're working with your husband. Um, we've not only made it work, we've made it work through a pandemic. We've stuck together and is an incredible support. And we have the same vision and the same work ethic. And, you know, yeah, <laughs> so definitely, definitely those three. I love those answers. You really are such a wonderful lady, Faye, and I'm so pleased to find out that everything is working out well with Jonathan working with you as well. So I'll be putting details of you and this podcast on my social media. And what about your website? Where can they go to find more information about Kez Online, Alexander Events, What's the best place to find you? Yeah, so um, Alexander Events is really easy. It's just www.alexandraevents.co.uk. 
Um, everything is on there about the company, including my testimonials. So many pictures. I feel like it's really important to have all of my pictures there from everything that we've done and experienced over the years, uh, which shows my actual experience of events um, as opposed to it being, you know, made up stories. So that's really important for me. And it's the natural platform for you to go and have a look at what I've done. So please do check out alexandraevents.co.uk. Um, in terms of Kez Online, it's just kezonline.info. So www.kezonline.info. And um, that gives you a really brief overview of, of the platform and what it entails, but it does give you the opportunity to request a demo. And I would love to do that. I can do it in as little as 20, 25 minutes, um, but it would be great to show you around. And um, like I did with you, Gemma, just show you behind the scenes of some of the events that we've done, which is also great to do rather than just saying, you know, this is what it can do. I've got actual um, events that we've done to, to show you. Yeah, I really do recommend having a demo just to understand the full capabilities of what this platform can do. I have loved this conversation this afternoon, Faye, and I really can't wait to see what else you managed to achieve in 2020 and beyond. I will let you get back to business because I know you're in the office currently, but I do look forward to catching you again very soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Women, Work and Wine podcast. Please subscribe, rate us and connect with me on Instagram at Gemma Claire Coaching to carry on the conversation. And please do let me know if you'd like to feature on the podcast. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Women Work and Wine podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe, share and connect personally with Gemma Clare and her guests on Instagram or at GemmaClaireConsultancy.com and let us know what topics you want to hear us talk about.